We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, Blair here. Thanks for tuning in. I had a great discussion with David on this podcast and we got to do a gauntlet draft, which is a lot of fun to listen to. One thing to note, there were some audio quality issues on David's microphone for the first 20 minutes or so. If you can tolerate that, the discussion is is pretty good. If you'd rather not deal with that, then just skip ahead to about the 20 minute mark. There's a little discussion of of Aiden O'Connell and the backup quarterbacks, and then we get into the gauntlet draft, which uh, I think is pretty exciting and instructive in some ways as well. So please enjoy. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Report. Uh, we are without Hassan Rahim today, but it's all right. We have a very special guest. Rotoviz writer David Philippi is joining us. You know him at this time from leaving insightful comments usually in our streams. Today he's on screen with us and joining us uh, live. How's it going, David? It's going good, Blair. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah. You've been writing the uh, kind of a dynasty version of the zero running back universe that Sean does, and that's been a lot of fun to read every week. Um yeah, I guess uh, I don't really know a question about that, but how's that been going? How have you found found that? Get digging into that data. It's been it's been uh, a great challenge, and um, it's definitely helped me not miss uh, weeks on the waiver wire or <laughs> weeks of sending trade offers because I was like, uh, you know, I need to perform here and need to make sure I can, <laughs> you know, back this up. And I, it's like, if I'm giving trade advice, it's like, okay, well, now I got to go try to do this. So, so I think it was, um, I think it was good all around. It was good for my play. I think it was good for respecting uh, content producers, because one of the things I think is not discussed, especially in the whole conversation about like, uh, it came up recently, like um, the whole debate, like, should fantasy analysts be showing their teams or talking about their fantasy teams? And like, you know, no. it's kind of been this like, Oh, no one wants to hear about your teams. I'm like, no, I care most about people's actual play. Like I'm even wrote of this because 
there's success behind the content. The content was based off of like, here are strategies that win, that won, and then they're still winning. So I, you know, kind of applied that stuff long ago when I first started to play fantasy. And uh, then now trying to write articles when you could just be sending our trade offers or doing more weekly best ball drafts or whatever, you know, like you're, you're giving up your edge to the people because you have, but you have to validate that. You have to do all the homework that it would take to crush in fantasy. You have to find the time to actually play. So I have a huge amount of respect for people like you, people like Dave Cabin and Sean. And like, you, know, you guys play at high volume, and maybe it's like a, a whole lot of money on the line if you're if you look at it in terms of one year. But if you were to look at, you know, if you guys all dropped out and just played, oh man, look out because like the process applied you know, without having to produce the articles, produce all that stuff, like, you know, that's serious. So I know that um, Rotovis subscribers, if they're using all the tools, they're definitely getting their money's worth. If they're reading all the articles, you know, they're making more good flex decisions than bad ones. So um, I think, you know, content, I'm trying to make content this year, just in one weekly article has helped my play, but thinking about like doing more and more like i feel bad for the fantasy analysts who have to like hold up their results because i'm like you guys get a pass like if i judge it to be helpful to make my play better like i don't care if you lose in fact i prefer if you lose just mm -hmm. read articles just make podcasts don't play don't be in the basketball <laughs> rooms you know you see in these uh you see lately, you know, especially when everybody advanced, like all these sharks come out of the shadows with these 50 advancing 50 teams out of 150 entered. You're like, oh gosh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a interesting line you guys have to straddle and I have a huge amount of respect for it and I'm glad to be like playing a small little role in it. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We get to do a little bit of, get to do a little bit of playing and, uh, and talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to probably be ripping off a gauntlet draft later. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun to read your article and kind of, like you said, even me just reading it, it does remind me to get, uh, to get on the waiver wire and get some trade offers in, in my dynasty leagues that I might, uh, forget to do otherwise. So, uh, yeah, that has been that has been pretty helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, you may be saved by playing Dynasty with other people who are also have a lot on their schedule writing your content live. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I want to. Yeah, I guess we should start with the one guy who's pretty interesting discussion in Dynasty, and he had a good game today. James Cook uh, rushed twenty five times for one hundred and seventy nine yards and a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown. Uh, basically was the the Bills' entire offense almost. Um, you know, he's a guy who was going in that zero RB range in redraft this year, and probably prior to this game, you wouldn't have said necessarily that he's someone you'd be moving up a whole lot. But, um, you know, taking this into account – I guess mm. where are you looking to draft him in? This Dynasty? is game three, I think. Right? What's that? I think this is game. I think it's game like three or four in a row where he's really um, performed, though, isn't it? I mean, this was just like the 
this was like the blow up game, but what it, what were what would the last month look like? Because yeah, he did have like a good transition has been. That's right. It running through Diggs and Kincaid. So you know what? It's actually running through just Allen and Cook. Allen and Cook. <laughs> no, that's right. He did have 83 receiving yards and a touchdown last week, as well as 100 scrimmage yards the week before. So he has been putting up definitely, you know, more than solid, or not the week before, but the game before, more than solid performances on these. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find myself yeah. kind of approaching him in dynasty like. I know he's a good player. I don't know if I want to pay the prices that it's going to take to to get him on a lot of my rosters. Well, today, yeah, today is the difference maker, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was saying, made a comment on somebody's tweet last week, you know, that he made it, maybe needed to go up a tier just where they had him in the dynasty ranks. And uh, that was based off of the prior couple weeks where it was like, oh, he's going to give us – He's going to give us 15 plus every week. He's going to go over 20 a bunch. But this was like, this was different. If this had happened in his rookie season, his dynasty value would have been huge. It would have been insane. So I I don't know how to integrate this one yet. Right. You know? Yeah. How many, point, how many fantasy points did we get? It was like 40. Right? It was almost 40, like, yeah. Uh, 36.1 yeah. PPR, maybe depending on your scoring settings. Yeah. yeah. Close to 40. Um, yeah. I mean, you can kind of see a scenario in which he's taking more of the work, you know, Diggs is getting older. I assume they'll probably be trying to add some more receiving help, uh, the, in the off season, just because kind of Diggs has been their entire receiving core uh, apart from a few good Gabe Davis games. So um, yeah. Do you think the receiving workload that cook is getting here is sustainable long-term to me? It's more about it. Meaning he is going to actually be key in the offense, at least throughout the course of his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what, you know, the question was to me back early in the season when he wasn't doing much. And I can remember turning down, Somebody who's trying to trade him for a, uh, in like Superfex uh, tight end premium for a second, for my second, for a second that I had. And I wouldn't do it because right. I was just like, nah. And, and now that's just, you know, that would have been a steal in, in the light of what I see happening now. But that was because at that time, and even as recently, I think, as right after Thanksgiving, you guys were discussing his, his value and like the question of, you know, does a mid-round rookie or a second-round rookie come in and kind of replace him as the the one A or make him just part of the timeshare? And I think what I've seen, not just the usage, but the actual performance and how good he's looked, to me that says no. He's he's going to play out his rookie contract. He'll be a good candidate for one of those like couple-year extension type things. And if they bring in another guy, that guy is to be what Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson are doing, essentially, because James right. Cook has now proven that he is what we thought he was when right. we were kind of on him, not crazy, not like Gibbs, you know. <laughs> so like Gibbs is now, like, I think Gibbs is what we thought he was. But now Cook is like, oh, maybe he's what we thought he was and a little more. Yeah. You know? So it's it's exciting, I think. For sure. 
Yeah. yeah, for sure. Gibbs is a guy we talk about, you know, like competing for, I don't know, the overall RB1 spot in Dynasty in, you know, in uh, going into like startups next year. Um, it's hard to see Cook getting up to that value, but, but, uh, yeah, definitely exciting what he's been, what he's been no, able to and do. He sh- and he shouldn't, and I don't think he's as talented. Right. But he, uh, he seemed to have, they they seem to integrate him into the offense properly at this point. And I don't know, it's, it's clicking and it, it, I don't know. I didn't catch a whole lot of that game, but I feel like I saw like Kincaid drop one or, you know, just to, the way Allen plays having cook out there feels like a real easy yeah. option for him because he's not just like a check down, like Allen can get, out scrambling and then cook can you know get racing down the sidelines or whatever like they can do a lot together um so it's like we have that whole question about like how capped is he because of the the rushing touchdowns that go to allen well if he's gonna get receiving touchdowns like that bails us out yeah yeah right for sure for sure um i want to move on to another running back who put up a pretty big game today ty chandler or not today yesterday Jack Chandler had uh, had a nice game in release in relief of Madison, 132 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about Chandler off air, and I was saying it seems like it probably is he's just having this kind of game because Madison has been out. But on the other hand, I mean, Madison last year and a lot of this year has looked pretty bad, and Chandler, on the other hand, has been fairly efficient with his touches. Um, do you think it's meaningful that he could come in to this role and play so well, uh, a lot better than, than Madison ever did? I, yeah, I do think it's meaningful. I do. And I think um, it's similar to Cook in the sense of where they are in their contracts. And, and then from a team standpoint of like, you're coming down to the end of a season that's like kind of a lost year. You know, you're going to have to look to the future. And, like, if you have that guy that you drafted last year, he's working out for you. You can just check that box, like, okay, Madison, you know, he's there still. Like, they, they have him under contract. But, like, yeah, it's like Ty Chandler. He can he can hit, take 25-plus touches, and he can do this for us. Okay, like, you know, that takes – that means, like, they don't have to think about money necessarily for running back. They don't necessarily have to think about con, um, draft capital for running back. That's big, I think, from a team building standpoint at this point in the year to just like not prioritize replacing him. So I think it means really good things for him for next year. Mm-hmm. And and people always are talking about you can't play the running back position that far out anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's pretty huge. Yeah, definitely. Chandler was a guy that was um, you know, pretty interesting from a dynasty perspective, at least as a sleeper. You definitely want to be holding. Um, coming into the season, it wasn't clear he'd have a role, but well, actually, I guess that's not right because they didn't have Cam Akers when the season started. So even even at the beginning of the season, it was it was looking like Chandler might be the the RB two. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to see him. I think- <laughs> the Chandler people were lonely. That's right. <laughs> you believed, right? I mean, you believed. Definitely. It felt, it felt a little bit inevitable that, he, that Madison was not going to hold him back all the way. And he didn't. 
Yeah, no, for sure. He was uh, breaking through anyway. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was a little bit kind of troubling that Minnesota decided they wanted to add Acres, who at the time seemed like a back who was just kind of another Madison, uh, you know, pushing pushing Chandler down the down the uh, depth chart, even though he was probably the most talented guy there, or at least I thought. But um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think that he he made it so that uh, Minnesota had to get him on the field, and now he kind of has proved it. Uh, Jordan Addison had uh, 111 yards, four and two touchdowns in this game. He's coming on. Started to come on strong in Jefferson's absence. Now with Jefferson back, even though Jefferson had more of the targets, uh, we saw Addison have this huge game on only six targets. Um, You know, my question is kind of whether Addison and Jefferson can can share the field and have big games at the same time. Maybe we would have seen more of that. Cousins had stayed healthy. You know, with with backup quarterbacks, it's a little more difficult. But uh, do you think Addison can be like a legit wide receiver too, the way we saw kind of Devontae Smith or T. Higgins going in the second and third round? I think so, yeah. Why not? Um, I think one of, the thing, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot, especially because you guys are having the conversation about like upcoming ADP and people are talking about um, different dynasty wide receiver values. And I'm just looking next rookie class and how we keep wanting to crown different guys or be like this is the alpha on this team and then another guy gets added in and we're like oh well no, that's not going to work and then they both produce but maybe it is a bit capped or maybe it's like one week's one guy one week's another guy and so i wonder what it's going to look like over a couple year trend of like how flat it's almost like i wonder if the wide receiver two scoring is going to kind of go up but like there's going to be a, a larger flatter tier um and so meanwhile the running back pool is almost getting like scarcer the guys that we really want to crown so like to me i wonder how it impacts it's just like i'm thinking about it the more we get these receivers that can put up those games like we want them involved in kind of in volume and we and stuff, but when it comes to valuing them and moving them around as pieces in Dynasty, you know, if you get yourself enough rookie picks, you're always going to be able to keep getting these guys, and you're even going to be able to weather some of the misses because you can miss on, let's say, in your draft, you drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round. We got a shot being on cash, nice, like to see it. Um, you drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round, but then you got Rashi Rice in the second round or something. Sure, Addison sure. should have been part of your perpetual reloading this year. 
Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I think it's it's often difficult to get into a kind of perpetual reloading mindset with uh, with these young wide receivers who look really um, who look really strong uh, in their rookie seasons. Like Rice, you mentioned, like Addison. I mean, if these guys are going to be long term hits um, that you know you want to keep on your dynasty teams for a long time, those are guys that I want to keep. But it is. It, like you said, it is smart to kind of uh, to think about recharging your team and not necessarily holding on to these guys. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about, I guess, where kind of relatively where we value guys like Addison and Rasheed Rice after the games they've had and 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 uh, after the seasons they've put up. I mean, you know, it was hard to get some of the rookie, some of our favorite rookie wide receivers last year or. It, going into their second year, it was hard to get them um, later than, I don't know, some of our favorites later than the fifth or sixth round. So um, given the seasons that Addison and Rice have had, I almost feel like they might be even more expensive. So um, kind of looking forward to best ball season, are you, uh, are you going to be in on these guys at say a fifth round price or maybe even higher? Yeah. I mean, I don't, Rice, well, let me ask you, how high can Rice go between now and potentially a Super Bowl? Because he has potentially seven games left, right? Or right. Eight games left? Seven games left? He could go way up there. Yeah. You know? Right. So he could be a, sec- a third round pick. Um, and then Addison, yeah, I don't think he could go higher than five. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Addison's situation is tricky because of Jefferson. Um, being there as well with rice you see a guy who is probably mahomes wide receiver one uh they don't have a lot of other receivers kelsey is going to be 35 or something um it does seem like you could get rice steamed up into the into the third round in best ball drafts or something like that um yeah, the other guy that I think we do want to talk about or the game we want to talk about is this is this uh Oakland, not Oakland. What am I saying? Oakland, Las Vegas, Las Vegas uh game where we have the Raiders putting up 63 points, Aiden O'Connell leading the charge there. Um quarterback that I think maybe a lot of us hadn't even heard of before. We uh, before the season started, and in superflex leagues, you're kind of scrambling to learn what you can about this guy to see if he's worth putting on the roster. Um, leading the Raiders with four touchdowns, 248 yards. Uh, yeah, it's these late round quarterbacks are always, I think, pretty tough to value in dynasty as well in superflex leagues, especially because. Um, you know, O'Connell may have just had the best game of his career or something, or certainly one of the best games of his career. Um, we haven't really, we, he doesn't have the pedigree necessarily to, uh, to prove that, that he can be a long-term viable fantasy starter. Um, so yeah, the way I'm kind of approaching guys like O'Connell and even Easton Stick who played against him, I think is one of kind of measured skepticism like i'm optimistic that we'll see more 
more games like this from O'Connell, more games like this from guys like Stick. But uh, even after this game where the Raiders put up 63, I still kind of want to see more out of him before I'm going to feel comfortable. I'm kind of trying to think about him from a dynasty perspective um, and whether whether we should believe this performance against a Chargers team that has basically given up the season already or uh, are you are you still skeptical about his talent the way I am a little bit? So, I mean, I have to be somewhat skeptical about his talent, but that's like you got to do that <laughs> to everybody, I think. In who you know, people had huge skepticism about Sam Howell going into this into this year, and then we you know look like a Sam Howell truthers were doing good, and today was not such a great day for those of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would be trying to approach it more from a question of like where what makes sense from the organization right now, and I don't know how to project. I don't like if I was a Rangers guy, I'd probably have a, a clear take. Right. I don't know how they'll operate, but what I see is that right. I see like a player oriented coach who's also probably forward thinking in terms of like, I'm going to keep my foot on the gas to the extent that I can. Now we just saw two weeks ago, they couldn't do anything, but once he was able to, they were able to score points and they were like, we're going to score points. <laughs> and that's what the lions did like, even last night. And I yep. think that, the Eagles failure to practice doing it. It's like you have to practice blowing teams out because mm. football, you get so few reps. And if you don't practice doing that to teams on the big stage, then how are you going to just have it in your bag when you need it? So I think, you know, Aiden O'Connell being part of Antonio Pierce, like building this thing, it makes, it gives him a much better shot than if it was just, if he was Easton stick. Like right. Easton Stick is in a way worse, you know, situation to have. I mean, we also don't need to. I don't want to uh, make their performances seem analogous because they really <laughs> were not in any way, shape, or form. It was just that one guy got pushed to the and the biggest like garbage time deficit you could imagine. You know, having to make up, so there was room yeah. to score. But yeah, I think O'Connell being in maybe the right place at the right time, if he can win a couple more games you know if you get you know i don't know who who are their opponents uh well they got the colts in the end of the, you know week 17 but who do mm-hmm. they play next week uh they're at kansas city next week at indianapolis Oof, week 17 and then tough. home home against denver so yeah um yeah so i mean and a win in any one of those games goes a long long way for him i think for sure and not making mistakes so not losing the not losing the games it's one thing if he can't win them but like if he the the fewer mistakes he makes so yeah there's a there's a chance there i think it's more just it shows you you need to try to add the aiden o'connell types when they appear and not be like oh that guy's not going to be anything you gotta you gotta try to get them yeah yeah that's true i mean these guys you think about I mean, you know, Brock Purdy last year was playing, I think, a lot better even than O'Connell has been for most of the season until uh, until Thursday. But, um, yeah, that's another good example of a guy who kind of comes out of nowhere and ends up, whether because of his own play or because of how successful the team is with him, um, yeah, a guy that you have to you have to pick up. Yeah, but Purdy's in like the – I mean, 
that's as good as it gets, right? You're like right. In being with Shanahan. I mean, even look at like Mullins. Does Mullins get to play in in Minnesota? You know, I don't know. Is the chicken and egg like? Do you have to be good enough to play for Shanahan in the first place, or mm. he got to be with Shanahan and that got him to be with O'Connell, and then he got another chance? You know, yeah. so Purdy. I mean, is any quarterback's dream to be with Shanahan? I think like that's that's been the stereotype, and I don't think it's incorrect. But yeah, I'm also not in any way trying to suggest Purdy isn't doing this through his own talent as well. I think he absolutely is. Right. How do you kind of balance that approach with picking up these these quarterbacks that seem to be doing something with also avoiding a lot of the the busts that come along with that? Or is that just a, a cost that you're willing to to eat if you're picking up? quarterbacks and dynasty i think so it was interesting to see the size of bids on guys this week because there was a range of them you know lots of people don't have any budget left right. um so they weren't make able you know but a lot of people if they they were empty in the clip if they had anything left um so you know and like Easton stick. I mean, he still scored over 20 points in most. Right. Formats, right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it's, it's, we, you can't place such a premium on the position that they are the top of startup drafts and then not add guys that are going to get starts. Like it, it's just like we add the running backs that are going to get starts and quarterback starts. The floor should be higher. So even though we're overvaluing the top of the position in Superflex, maybe, you know, in some weird logic, we're undervaluing the back end because it's like mm -hmm. we have to prop up the idea that those top guys are actually worth that much. Right. So the replacement level guys can't be worth that much or no, no, they can't. You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, you. Yeah, there's I can't think of a season where there was so many backup quarterback points scored. Right. You know, not just backup quarterback starts because there have been bad seasons, but like people have scored points and then they faded away and then they've been in the back on the bench. But in the meantime, you know, they've gotten you through. That's right. People are going to people's fantasy seasons are going to hinge somewhat on Joe Flacco. <laughs> like that's crazy, but it's true. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Flacco, man. I mean, I did pick him up in some leagues where I was really desperate and it didn't feel good. And I'm happy I did. So there you go. It's surreal. I wouldn't have believed it. Like, I, I wouldn't have believed it in 2023. Crazy. But then I heard um, he's only 38, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he could play another, even, another not even six or seven age. years, right? Yeah. We are fast approaching the holiday season. We're always looking for the perfect gifts for those near and dear to us, our families and friends. And what could be better than a ticket to a live event? We're heading towards the crucial weeks of the NFL season and there's so much sports going on, but there's also concerts, comedy, theater, so many other things that you can go and get a ticket to this time of year. Can be stressful looking for tickets, getting the best price, the best seats, trying to figure everything out to have the best experience, but it doesn't have to be like that because buying tickets 
tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to get tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you will have. They have exclusive flash deals, they have the Game Time guarantee which means you'll always get the best price. If you find a ticket in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buying tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps on their app and you're set. So whether it's for a gift or whether it's just to treat yourself this holiday season, snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code RotoViz for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code RotoViz for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You want to hop into a uh, gauntlet draft? Let's fire one up. Sounds good. Now, you mentioned that you've done a few of the mittens. Is that right? So I'm hoping that you yes, have some have. you have some strategy for this that you can that you can uh, you can guide me here. Is this your first? Is this your first? This is the first draft? one I've done this season. Yeah. Oh well, no that okay. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, the Niners were I I had gotten a start where I got uh, Debo Ayuk and then Purdy and Kittle came back and I was feeling so good that I got distracted and I don't think I brought it home well because they really are looking very good for a buy, especially mm-hmm. with Hertz questionable tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like you kind of, I mean, I would love to, I love the idea of stacking Niners, but right, they are looking like they're not going to be very usable to get through the round one. So Eagles chiefs, you know, uh, being that they will likely play in the first weeks, like that's a good, right, good one to play. Um, Cowboys uh, losing today. Yeah, Do you think uh, that makes it? Um, does that make them more attractive, and that they're just less likely to get a buy? I, well, so I kind of like, you know, everyone seems to want to be like you have to play for the Super Bowl, and so you got to try to like pick two sides, right? I think that it's so hard to actually get teams to be alive in the last week that if you want to just play, these are the teams that are going to be in the conference championship. And then you, you know, really low have a, a, like, let's say that Niners team, I had managed to stack up a bunch of Cowboys with or Cowboys and Eagles. So it was like, 
these, you know, I'm going to have a lot of live players, at least in the championship uh, round. Um, and then maybe I only have four live players within the Super Bowl, but if they're the right four, right. you know, you can still score pretty highly. So, yeah, I don't mind playing. I, you know, you obviously even more so than in than the normal best ball. You have to take what is given to you. Um, so it's like if you get McCaffrey, you got to play McCaffrey. I mean, one thing that's I'm seeing it looks like Tyreek's ADP is starting to fall. Mm. Um, and I think it makes sense. I don't. It's hard for me to play the Dolphins all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was good for them to get a, a win today without him, a, a convincing win, get a good performance from Waddle. But if anything, that just means like, well, you know, he's bank, he's hurt right now, and Waddle played well, and just get Waddle later. So, right, yeah, I don't like right. getting uh, going for him that high up. Um, yeah, I don't really sense. like taking. Kelsey to me, I don't. I'd rather draft Rice. Mm. I'd rather stack Mahomes Rice straight up because you don't have to. Um, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather take one conference. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You stack up an Eagle and a Chief. That makes sense. Yeah, so you're trying to think about who's who. Do you see getting to the Super Bowl and kind of maybe an AFC and an NFC stack? Right. I mean, that's the ideal. That's the ideal. But you, if if it's going to be easier to actually score points playing just one conference, then do that. You know. Right. I mean, the Cowboys have five players. I think that yeah. are interesting to draft. Yeah. Um, the Niners have five players. It's get, get the running back is tough. Running yeah. back is really tough. It feels so tough. <laughs> you want to see Keaton Mitchell do something tonight. Definitely. So that you can feel good about getting him up, you know, taking him a little earlier because yeah. Definitely. I mean, McKinnon and, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire scoring <laughs> today. Like, what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> That's tough. I guess McKinnon, you're hoping for a game with a lot of passing and you can, you can go that route draft is underway we got the 105 we're live we are moving have you picked from the 105 yet i think so i think i've typically been back here yeah at at five or six yeah yeah i haven't gotten mccaffrey yet so at five you you mentioned that tyreek hills adp is slipping a little bit he's someone who it looks like will probably be there kelsey you said you wanted to avoid oh there goes hill 103 okay yeah, I mean, I would love, I would love Lamb. Lamb would uh, be nice because you know he should be playing Week One. He'll probably go here. <laughs> um, are you looking? Assuming it's Lamb, are you, are you looking yeah, to skip the Niners here and go straight to like AJ Brown? No, I think you can get a Niner, and you could either, ju- you know, what you could try and stack the Niners and just see what happens. I. I Cause you know, yeah, that's what I would do. I would just take Debo and just see what happens. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Let's do Debo. Maybe we could even. I mean, Purdy is probably going pretty late, right? No, that was what was weird about. Oh getting yeah, no, right, he's right there. That's the fourth niner that I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got him and Kittle at like eight um, in my third and fourth picks after getting Debo and and a- right. So here we have a choice between, I guess, Ayuk and Purdy. Are right. you you want to get the QB here, or 
what are you thinking? Well, that's what I did last time I took the receiver. I just doubled up on the receiver, you know, because right. the advantage of doing that is you could potentially play Lamar. You don't know. Right. Uh, right. Or you could play um, Tua, you know, so I, I don't know. It, it's uh, you, you make Your the call. call. I'm good with either one. OK, we're going on you receiver. Then. All right. We got a Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk team from the 105. Um, in this contest, you do end up starting two wide receivers uh, and only one running back, one flex, one QB, and then five bench spots. So it does make sense to to go after receiver early, I think. Um, am I thinking about that the right way? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then it's just like you're playing it that you have those two in the Super Bowl. So yep. you can still have the AFC side open, you know. Right. Um. Man, is that AJ Brown at two oh five? Yeah, yeah. See, so you still got Kittle. I mean, it's 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 hard right. when you see the if you see him still there, it's hard to pass on him because it's like, well, if they get there, you know? <laughs> right? Exactly. But Lamar, I would take uh, if he made it all the way. Then though, the problem is then then you need a you got to have a week one quarterback, but you could take. Joe Flacco. You know, in the last <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh man, that that would be something to like. Isn't that willfully I mean, draft Joe Flacco to when make you it work? And have to, yeah. <laughs> no, to um, do it on stream, you could say it's it's for the show. If you did it in the dark by yourself, that's that's, that's right. That's right. Oh man, I'll, we I don't do know. What are your thoughts content, on on, but... on on the um getting? so much by week potentially with Lamar if he comes all the way back. Yeah. Well, we're only nine seconds away. That is a little tricky. Um since we're we've got Allen. I mean we've got Dak. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Allen's a better play. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh they did got Rashi. Today. Rashi. Right. Oof. You would rather do I one like of those Rashi. two than Kittle? Yeah, because then we have something from the AFC that's live in Week One. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, a good point. That should score points, and he's and he should score more points than a lot of these guys. All right, let's do that. He probably would have made it back to us at our next pick, but that's okay. Get get the guys you want. No sense waiting. Now, I also think it means you know you can play some Chiefs running backs later. Mm-hmm, right, Chiefs running backs. Right, right, right. It's a good call. It's a good call. Uh, click on the running back tab. Yeah. So I just want to see the running. Yeah. See, look. I mean, we could we could play a a, a Bills Chiefs AFC Championship. Is there a yeah. path for that? Uh, I don't know yet. Probably. Allen and James Cook. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty interesting. I'm good with that. If what you don't are wanna... the Bills paths to not get? What are the paths to miss the playoffs right now? I don't really. After winning today, it's obviously easier. Let's see. We are on the clock, 24 right, seconds. So what are we Let doing me here? see if I can figure it out. I almost want to get James Cook. Oh, it's tough. I worry about him. Okay. Oh, that's really hard. What that's are you really thinking? Hard. Cook is at the top of the queue. Uh, maybe you need, probably... need Allen. He's, he- he's ahead in ADP. He's ahead in ADP. Uh, All right. We got Allen. A little bit of a reach, maybe. Let's let James Cook come back. Yeah, I think the 
Uh, we're doing it for James Cook. We, we we talked about James Cook tonight. We got to try to make it happen. Right. Let's see. Trying to see this. ESPN has this playoff playoff picture thing, but hasn't been updated yet. Playoff machine. The Bills win. I don't know. Even after the win, are they still on the outside looking in for a playoff spot? That doesn't really make sense, does it? I I don't know. I remember the odds seemed weird to me. Like they yeah. still had like an uphill battle somewhat, but I just that's why it's hard to do these at this time. You know? Right, right. But it's also like maybe how you get super teams, you know. Exactly. I do think the Bills I mean, if a, Allen had a buy locked up, he'd be he'd be what, fifth, third? Like where would he yeah, go? Right, or not a right. buy locked up, but the playoff spot. Like the playoff, up. yeah. He'd be he'd be one of the top yeah. One of the top picks for sure. Yeah, I mean, week 16, they play the Chargers, so they should be able to win that one. Patriots in week 17 is not an easy matchup. And then uh, Dolphins in week 18, also not easy. So it it is definitely an uphill battle, not only in terms of kind of their current record, but also in terms of their upcoming schedule. But, um, yeah, I'm okay with it. All right. Yeah, we're right at, now. We yeah, lost. He's, he's gone. Lost Cook. Um, we are on the clock. Kind of, kind of. A little stranded. Yeah, not a lot of guys to stack up. I mean, man, we could go Mitchell, but week one by probably ETN is always interesting. Yeah, I mean, Gibbs, you know, we can turn to the Lions. We can pivot to the Lions. All right, let's do that. I like Gibbs. One of the things about these, if you're doing them in volume, is just, and I didn't do gauntlets in volume, but like I did more mittens. And sometimes it's like, you know what? This isn't going how I want. Let me try to get the points to at least get this one back, you know? Right, right, right. And uh, not have it be a complete disaster. And, you know, you're going to, you might anger your uh, draft mates because you're going to pick picks that they say, don't work, can't win, <laughs> right. but you know what? They can they can get you your entry fee back. Yeah, for sure. So that you live to draft another draft. All right, I added some. So yeah, I mean that's some lions. We can go Laporta yeah, like, and bet on like, Goff getting back to us, right? I, I like it. Although, yeah, I guess we wanted we do want to draft another QB because uh, Allen might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> It'd be one thing if you could get a QB who was like definitely already in and also almost certainly didn't have a week one buy. Then maybe you could get away with drafting one. But isn't 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 that Flacco? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That, oh, I mean that would be an interesting strategy. Only Flacco as your quarterback. What is the what is the Chiefs path back to um if the Ravens win tonight, can the Chiefs get get the one seed? Uh if the Ravens win tonight, let's see. I probably they can. I mean, if we assume the Ravens lose the rest of their matchups and the Chiefs win. Right. Let's just see if this kind of this ESPN playoff machine is kind of helpful if you can figure out how it works. <laughs> Which isn't it's not always obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the only thing is that the Ravens do play Miami in week 17. So if Miami beats them, beats the Ravens, then I think they would get the one seed probably. So it's even if mm. 
even if the Ravens lose and the Chiefs win the rest of their games, it still is not. Uh, it's not really the Chiefs. Yeah, so that's why Chiefs That's why it's kind of weird that Mahomes and and that Rice is as low as he is, and that it's not right. like Mahomes, Rice, Kelsey, kind of closer to the top there. Um, I th- I would think that people would still almost like the Chiefs better than the Ravens to make it back. Just based on right. what they've done, the history, right. you know. Right. Yeah. That I makes think sense. for me, I probably still, if we're gonna do the uh, Bills here, I probably like Kincaid better. Okay, and we don't have to. Think? If you have another, if you have another thought, I was just adding some guys we might want to the queue. But if you, we're kind of, we're kind of in there. I mean, what is the, what? Uh, we have one running back only right now, right? One. Oh what yeah. The Rams, what's the Rams pass? We haven't even talked about Rams. Jeez, that's right. Geez. It's so hard to do these right now. I know. It's well, really so hard. You said, "What's the Rams' path?" So I. Well, we got a Ram now. I put Kyron in the queue, and we got him. We've got a Ram now. We can still get Kincaid, but we are. I mean, you definitely yeah. want to get more of the wide receiver tight end. I think, right? Yeah, oh, you don't have, have to take a. We're gonna have to take a. Just looking, Stafford is still down there. Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray. <laughs> yeah, the Who's running the, backs. Oh man. oh man, we're oh, gonna man. get Kincaid. Yes, we did. Kincaid here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm looking like the Falcons don't have a great path to the playoffs, especially after losing today. Maybe they even are knocked out. Kind of getting Bijan would be not, you know, like it at that price. If if somehow they make it, would no, be I think the Falcons are knocked. I, I, aren't they knocked out? I think they're eliminated, aren't they? Uh, well. Rashad White, be. I remember taking at the end. I think I took, I think I took White as a round ten pick. Yeah, I like that. But right. the problem is, this team's not going to have any running back left once the Rams <laughs> and the Lions are gone. We right. got if we're trying to play a a, a Bills Niners Super Bowl. I mean, it's kind of gross, we but we could take. Yeah. Oh boy. A, or do you even bother? Do you take uh <laughs> do you just oh man? Cause I mean there's nobody there's nobody here that would even be alive in the championship round for I know. On a, oh, man. <laughs> this is pretty this gets this gets bad pretty quick. What are the Texans? Devin Singletary? <laughs> yeah, right. It, you you can't yeah, Cook. We should have taken Cook. We yeah, should have taken Cook. Probably right. And played a played a Lions. Bills, we don't have it. We don't have any Cowboys. Maybe that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Lions, Bills, Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, anything could happen. A lot of games left. Um, you want to go white here, or you think we should we should look elsewhere? I mean, white, white gets the in, white increases the the advance rate. Latavius is the guy if you're actually playing for the future. <laughs> so it's like you know is this a burnt is this a burnt draft if it's a burnt draft you take white if you think it's got a chance you take murray uh let's see if we can get them both we got white there we have I one like to, pick I, left yeah, i like skipping clyde yeah okay we have one pick left we could try and get another quarterback we could take uh i don't even know who makes sense we could take flacco or stafford or we could take Murray. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I think, yeah. If we're playing for the Bills to do 
something, which we kind of are since we have Allen. Maybe it makes sense to go yeah, Murray just, here and hope yeah, for some well. touchdowns. All right, so this is maybe a, an exercise in what yeah. not to do. <laughs> it's it's inevitable. That's why the mitten is great because you do yeah. this for five dollars instead of yeah, seventy-five. Right, right, right. right. It, it's it's still like when you're trying to ask yourself who you get two weeks from now. You're not just asking yourself who's in the playoffs, but you've got certain teams that are cut out, and now you're getting closer to who's playing who. You know what are the potential paths, and that right. makes it a lot easier to like feel like you know what you're doing you know right right uh so the team for listeners we have josh allen at quarterback jameer gibbs kyron williams rashad white latavius murray at running back debo samuel brandon Ayuk, rashi rice sam laporta and dalton kincaid round out the team i mean the players are guys i love this is a team i would love to have if uh we had been yeah. a little bit smarter about. if it was scored as just you know <laughs> cumulative scoring right. or for the first two weeks <laughs> <laughs> right right if you get it's to tough. use it's some a really of the regular tough season. format it it is it's a really it's a tough exercise because it's like you're blocked in week one from using a bunch of the best players you know yeah yeah and you look at the first round with uh cmc Debo, I mean, in top 10 AP, uh, ADPs, you have four Niners or like 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think Purdy was like 10 and a half. And if they're not there in week one, it's like there's going to be so many Niners teams that just don't advance because right. it's, it, you know. Yeah. You don't yeah. have those points, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder if if there's any value this early out in just kind of going after the the teams that are expected to be number one seeds kind of in hopes that if they lose a game or two, they'll drop down and you will have gotten that extra game kind of at a discount, but you're not really seeing a discount on the, on the yeah. Niners. So it doesn't seem to work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, even a, if it had been a couple of days ago versus a couple of days from now, maybe there's a little bit of an adjustment, you know, Mm-hmm. Maybe with the Ravens, they they're looking, uh, they're off to a good start here. You know, maybe with another win, right? Um, the Chiefs start to rise a little bit when it looks like you know the Chiefs are going to be there the whole way. I mean, I'm inclined to draft. I'm worried about my Eagles, mm-hmm. so I'm inclined to go he- heavier on Chiefs. You know, Mahomes and Rice to me should start to be a more sought after pair, such that like yeah, they should be at the turn. You know. Um, and, uh, cause that's, that's yeah, like the sense. combo that could go the whole way. Or if, you know, if you want to bet on the bills, if it starts to become like clearer that they have that path again, we're, you know, I feel a little silly talking about it, not knowing maybe somebody's like out there, like this is what the path is, you know, I don't know. Or, uh, paying better attention than we are who, who know what something we're missing, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces here. So anything could happen. You know, we have this team that looks pretty bad right now, but who knows if Josh Allen and the Bills can make a run and make a playoff run, maybe we'll be all right. It's disorienting too, because like we think of, I tend to, it's easy to think of the season like it's going to be over uh, in week 17, you know? 
Yeah. But like the week 18 games matter a lot for these drafts for how these That's teams, right. you know, get put together, you know. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh yeah, that was fun. Um hopefully I'll get in some more of these and maybe they'll uh maybe they'll look a little a little better once I have figured out this playoff the, format and all the scenarios, but um Yeah. But yeah, I'm the key is to take the screenshot of the team while it looks good in the process of building it and don't show how it turns out. That's right. That's right. You know, I'm happy. These are all guys I like. Like I said, I'm happy to be rooting for all these players. So it's a win from that perspective. Yeah. Maybe we should, uh, maybe Rashad White, final dynasty thoughts on him since and Kyron, since they both ended up on here on this team. That's right. Yeah. Rashad White and Kyron. I mean, they're both kind of, uh surprising this season um yeah i don't know what's your take on on either of these guys it's probably a similar situation uh to to chandler or you know just that where they are in the contract yeah if the team can just ride them you know why not so yeah it's tough probably they were by lows all year and and i don't know about the off season the, the lack of running backs well i don't know we're in a time right now, and I'm, I'm not really in any dynasty leagues that have tr- trading open right now, but we're in a time right. where there's a perceived lack of running backs coming in. So yeah. those guys should be worth more now, like a Kyron or Rashad White. Maybe that perception will change over the next couple months, and we'll be like, oh, actually, there's five guys that we're really excited <laughs> about. Now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, right now, if you, you know, if you can still trade for them or trade them away, I think – it's either it's interesting to go in either direction, you know. If someone wants to pay a lot, you know, maybe you trade them away. If people are still looking to trade them, you know, maybe you get yeah. them, and they're you know going to be good scores for the next couple of years. So, yeah, yeah, they're both guys who you know we talked about the perpetual reloading earlier, and they both strike me as guys that you could that you would want to try to move off your team at at a good price pretty soon in order to re restock especially um you know like you said this coming class maybe doesn't look so good at the running back position but i mean if i can get an early an early pick to spend on a wide receiver trade kyron williams for a pick that turns into marvin harrison jr then i'm all about that i don't know if that's possible yeah no that's probably not but i guess it's like would you trade him for the 112 in Superflex. In Superflex, yeah. Yeah, that's a close one. I think that's where it becomes a pretty close discussion. You know, all of these guys who are late round picks, I'm thinking, you, you know, go back to a guy like Philip Lindsay who played well for Denver. And even even so, they kind of, you know, after a couple seasons, they, they drafted Javante over him and, and he was kind of, out of there so i don't know you know that probably has something to do with the kind of draft pedigree and so from that perspective you worry about a guy like kyron who wasn't a high pick who doesn't have a lot of that capital behind him uh white was a little bit earlier so maybe he has some more staying power but you know both of these teams i think are candidates to add guys in the draft in third or fourth round or something so um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be that surprising to see both of these guys lose some value. So maybe the one twelve is is fair. Yeah, I think 
Yeah, I think you have to. And that's what's hard because, like, I'm saying that about Guy. Kyron's had some monster. They've both had some really big games. Yep. yep. Um, but, yeah, with the, the way the class looks, with the number of quarterbacks that may be coming in. Um, and, again, that's, you know, we're going back to the conversation about the value of quarterbacks in Dynasty. But it, a lot of it to, is that if you keep making the trades – then you then it's safe to always be turning these guys over, you know, but you can't stop, you know, it's like you have to turn the running back into the quarterback, but then you have to remember that the quarterback is overvalued. So then or right. potentially overvalued. So then you might have to turn the quarterback into, you know, another quarterback and a pick that can become that other running back that you then, you know, turn into the pick again. Um, but yeah, the, the quarterbacks, and the receivers are just like, once you make that conversion of position, you're safer. Even if you literally lose all the production, like you're the, from a value standpoint, you are safer. So I think it's right that you probably yeah. have to trade both of them. Um, and it's, it feels weird to say that because it, it was totally valid. If you traded that late first to get them going <laughs> in the playoffs right to potentially win and it was and it may have been a move that worked out for you you know yeah. Yeah. but um but if you can if you can turn around and then do it again at the end of the season you know buy them you score with them and then trade them away you know that's probably the way to do it but it's really hard to to make a move because sure. i mean my brother and i got bailed out of a damian pierce acquisition from last year but we tried to like buy into Pierce last year uh, to get some production. No, we didn't pay it first, but it was like, you know, like a second kind of trade, yeah. something like that. Actually, it may have been more. I think we traded AUK and it was, you know, there was more to the deal. But, you know, we knew we were sort of overpaying for a running back at the time. And then yeah. somebody came along and bailed us out. But it's hard. A lot of times you buy, you try to buy that running back production and then turns out you didn't get it. You know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, yeah, so tricky to say you should be selling these guys after the seasons they've put up, but I mean we've seen a lot of examples of how how quickly that production can just fall off a cliff. So you definitely want to be on the on the early side with these guys. Um, yeah, that's why I like having a bunch of teams. You know, you trade them away sure. when you can uh, <laughs> get a good return, and then you wait for the opportunities where maybe somebody's tired of them or whatever. Yeah, buy the dip somewhere else, so to speak. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining. Um, you want to uh, tell tell everyone where they can find you and interact with you? Uh, well, I've been uh, getting more active on Twitter. I'm still choosing to call it that generally. And uh, <laughs> so at D Philippi there, uh, writing uh, on Rotoviz, probably a couple more as the fantasy season winds down and then um, been starting to cover some of the next year's running back. So trying to keep awesome. up with that, awesome. trying to figure out who these guys are that we're going to draft and then trade again, keep that yeah. perpetual reload going. That's right. That's right. Never ends. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you so much everyone for hanging out and we will talk at you next week. <laughs>